For everything good, there must be something bad. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what's wrong with Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. See you after the intro. Alright guys, Brent here for Geek Frames with the most difficult task I have been assigned to date. Find something wrong with the critically acclaimed, sometimes considered the greatest sequel of all time, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. And if you're new to the page, be sure to hit the lovely red subscribe button if you like the content, not like, dislike, leave your comments in the description below. But look, this movie is easily one of the best of all time, and I love it beyond belief. And to sit here and try and say that I didn't try and critically analyze this and find something wrong with this, I watched this film three times. I watched this film three times within the last week, looking for something that I could nitpick, something I could find wrong, something that just didn't really fit the overall tone, something that I struggled to do. And overall, the film is a masterpiece. I love you. I know. There is so little to find wrong with this film, I had to dig in order just to find something to talk about for today's video. Otherwise, this would just be a YouTube short be like, what's wrong with Star Wars Episode Five? Empire Strikes Back. Nothing. Finn, roll credits. Not really worth your guys' time, in my opinion, so I had to dig, so I have some level of information I can give to you. And the only information that I found was overall in the process of making the film possible. And what I'm talking about that, of course, is the big old thing involving the film in the first place, money. That is the number one thing that this movie had in spades that almost made sure it never got out of the gate. And quite frankly, there were two times it almost just didn't get made, period. What? That simple. No one really wanted this to get done. And uh, George Lucas, he almost sold this film before it was even made. He was so anxious about his product and then how it would be perceived and how much money he had to put into it overall. He almost just sold it outright. He said he almost wasn't worth the stress. I didn't want to deal with a headache. I couldn't have this on my plate anymore. It was draining me. And let's be honest, he had just made $8 million on A New Hope. Profit, straight to him. Not talking about everybody else. That's after he's paid everyone. That is his gross profit of $8 million. You're telling me if you made $8 million and you could just walk away from your job right here, right now, and never had to worry about going back another day, you'd consider it a little bit, wouldn't you? I can't really fault him in this regard, so this is just kind of what we have overall to work with. The amazing thing about all this entire process is Fox didn't want the merchandising line for Star Wars at all. And if you're a hardcore collector or someone who's into action figures and that sort of ilk, Star Wars figures retain their value exponentially well, especially if they're from George Lucas's very own Black Falcon or what we now just call as the Black Series. They hold a significant number of dollars, so the fact that Fox didn't buy in on this, uh, I have to say that you were being the wrong on this one again. And the craziest thing about all of this and all the financials involved Lucas did decide to ultimately keep the rights. This much we know, it's obvious he carried on for this and he carried on for the prequels. He decided to go all in for Empire. Not only was he willing to risk just losing everything he had that he just made that $8 million initially, he took out two more separate loans in order to make sure that this film 
got to see the light of day, which is insane to think about that someone who could get that much success was still like, I'm this invested, I'm this interested, I'm this proud of my product. I'm going to put all of my financial livelihood, including my home almost, on the line. And he funded two other projects and took out two separate loans in order to ensure that this project, The Empire Strikes Back, which was significantly over budget, by the way, about $16 million, which in the 80s, that's, that's a lot of money. So for him to be that far over budget, he then goes to Bank of America, the original loan people who gave him money to, to start the project in general. And he was ultimately going to get, I would say, at least 20% of the profits. Uh, Bank of America says, no, we are not giving you any more money. We've already given you 12 to $15 million. You're asking for $15 million more. No, they flat out refuse. So Lucas then has to go to the head of Lucasfilms, the head president of Lucasfilms says, hey, I'm, I've got a contact, I'll make a call, we'll figure this out. Goes to the Bank of Boston, Bank of Boston decides to fund the thing, the good Star Wars deity up above that this happened. Bank of Boston literally saved Star Wars for everybody. So I know we all aren't huge fans of the word banks or bank corporations in general. And Bank of Boston, for this, you've got my gratitude. And they were able to help everything out and smooth the project along to make sure that it would ultimately see the light of day. The other issue that we had throughout this was actors were continually leaking what was going on with the film. The most notorious, Darth Vader himself, David Prowse. You know, like James Earl Jones voiced him. Well, the actor in the suit, David Prowse, was still also given lines to run through the role. Ultimately, with the huge reveal that Vader is Luke's father, they gave him a fake line. The fake line that they gave him is that Obi-Wan was going to be Luke's father. So when that rumor started leaking, Guess who we knew who the snitch was? And ultimately, everything got played out, reshot, and it took about three weeks overall for that just best spin scene of the drill to be done because they had issues overall with Mark Hamill acting out stunts and falling from the height in which he did. The insurers of the project were like, no, 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 this won't happen. So they had to improvise and make things work and overall three weeks and coming in over budget. On top of that, Bestman had several other issues. Issues that were involved were the overall amount of steam that they had. The steam increased the temperature of the room to about 92 degrees Fahrenheit. Just so we're aware, we have a, two men in robot suits, one for R2-D2, one for C-3PO, and then we have Peter Mayhew the actor who plays Chewbacca in an all-wool suit in a room that is 92 degrees Fahrenheit. Just to put it bluntly, he got quite a bit sick, and overall that had a very large impact on how he felt about the film, and throughout the portrayal of the film, the actors went through many injuries. Hamill got injured, and Harrison Ford got injured on several instances. Uh, Carrie Fisher went through several other iterations of influenza and bronchitis, not to mention the fact that she has been now through her well-documented line of issues with painkillers and other substances. 
she ultimately fell down to the weight of 95 pounds and was barely able to stand for certain scenes throughout, including her speech that she's supposed to give to the rebels that's supposed to fire them up. She was barely able to stand that day. The morale for this film was very low. Uh, Kurtz, the guy who was the lead writer on this project, the main director, had many, many altercations with Mark Hamill and both Harrison Ford on this, and Ford has been on record several times over as Kurtz being one of the number one reasons why he never wanted to come back to Star Wars in the first place. Ultimately, they had to do the line of the Carrie Fisher, I love you, I know scene, several times over, up to the point that Harrison Ford said, look, this is the last take, take it or not, I'm leaving after this. And ultimately, that's what we got, that's what played out, that was the best take that we had, and thus, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, almost never saw the light of day, but thank the Star Wars deity above, it did. Leave your thoughts in the comments below. Leave me little trivia notes about this film that you know that I don't know. We'll talk about that, and next week I have another big reveal for you guys, which will be Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. What was good about it? Stay tuned. I'll see you if you are subscribed in the next episode. In the meantime. I'll give you two of our latest projects. Enjoy. Thank you for your time. And may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>